This is the Epilogue Audio Experience. Trained in Tanjavur style of Bharatnatyam classical dance form under the tutelage of late Shri Guru Kalai Mamani TK Mahalingam Pillai Anushri Banerjee is today a renowned dancer herself. Over the decades she has performed at several sammelans and collected several titles and several awards. She is a dancer, choreographer, visiting scholar attached to social causes. She has a dance academy of her own, is a master of music in some ways and also musical ballets. It is my privilege to present Anushree Banerjee. Welcome to the show Anushree. Thank you. Thank you so much Bhavna. Thank you very much for having me here. I was reading your bio data and I discovered that you started dancing at the age of 7. How did that happen? That was my formal training began at 7. I started dancing much earlier than that and I think that's how my parents especially my mother kind of identified my uh, love for it and uh, whatever uh, gift I might have got from uh when i came into this world so she put me into uh training for bharatanatyam uh though we are bengalis uh and you know in bengalis generally it was more manipuri or even kathak was more prevalent but in those days in mumbai we were in mumbai bombay of those days uh the prevalent form was actually bharatanatyam so close to our home i started training with guru shri kutti krishnan uh in his home at his home so that's how my formal training began uh at age 7 so so your family was not somebody who have has any kind of classical dancers then how did this whole thing of guru shishya parampara the dance class and this whole classical reverence come about so uh while there are no classical dancers or uh, in my family as such one is my family is a very culturally uh, inclined and enlightened family in the sense that my mother is a singer of rabindra sangeet she in fact started her class and it's been running for the last 47 years uh, shahana tagore center uh the classical part of it as you know bhavna that bengalis tend to do a lot of training in the classical forms because they do believe that hindustani classical music or indian classical dances are a very important part of our education and uh, making us a holistic person so um, that is definitely there so the the uh, interest to train your child in a classical form is very strongly there amongst uh, our, our uh, community so i think that's what it was uh, that was the prompting that happened that the moment my mom saw me that i was interested in dancing and uh, she got to know of this guru close to our home so she put me into those classes and uh, that's how it began so what were the formative years like you know you were going to school you were coming back then you were wearing ghungrus you were going to this uh, dance guru Uh, were were you feeling different from your other friends? Uh, was the rigorous dance rehearsals at the classes uh, weighing you down? Was there problem uh, juggling the homework with all those uh, dance classes? No, none of that. None of that. Uh, I think in those years, uh, 
one thing was I, uh, my mother or my parents just saw to it that we did few things, but did it well. I mean, so my talent was for dance and music. So yes, I was learning Rabindra Sangeet in my mother's music school and I was doing Bharatanatyam dance. That was it. There was no, I wasn't, yes, I had my little art classes or whatever. But uh, having said that, um, uh, I think for me, it was just, it was a form of relaxation. Yes, a stress buster, but also a learning. And I think Guruji, Guru uh, Kuti Krishnan was very, he was a very homely sort of a person. And he took a lot of care with us, you know, teaching us the intricacies. But yes, in those days, of course, yes, it is a format that you're learning in a very disciplined manner. So that was what I knew that I was coming for this one hour to the class to learn Bharatanatyam. And I learned it to the best I could. Uh, a few years down the line, when, when um, I was kind of uh, wanting to pursue it further in a more, when I was older, uh, my mom, uh, we, we uh, shifted to uh, learning from Guru Mahalingam Pillai, who, who became my guru for the next 25 years of his life. Uh, and I did my Arangetram under him. So no, with my studies, I parallelly processed all of it. So even when I was doing my ME, I was parallelly processing my dance to uh, do my Arangetram in 83, 1983, I did my Arangetram. So for me, it was more about learning the Indian culture and uh, learning dance. And I was also simultaneously, of course, because I was learning Rabindra Sangeet, we also had Rabindra Nitya happening in my mother's music uh, school as part of our programs, not as a training, but as part of our annual program. So I learned that form also. And I know Guruji used to often tell me, my, uh, my Guru Malangam Pillai used to say, he used to tell me, uh, baby, aap kuch aur dance kar rahe ho abhi? So I would say, Haan, Guruji, I have a dance school, ka, music school ka program. Hai. So he would say, okay, fine. But when you come to me, try and keep your form pure. So I said, so I used to work on that very, very uh, consciously that uh, Bharatanatyam on one side, Rabindra Nitya on the other side because I was parallelly doing both, not one, one as a training form, one being trained and one just as part of our uh, uh, music school and the experience of that. I was just going to ask you that, you know, they are completely different and diverse and mm. I can understand the Guru's uh, anxiety that, you know, you keep the format and the mm. purity of it. Mm. So, um, what are the basic differences according to you and what did you have to be all the time careful about both well uh well in uh, as you know in rabindra nitya it's not so structured okay yeah. it's it's an amalgamation of different forms which tagore brought into his his uh, shantiniketan simply to interpret his songs his dance dramas yes where he specifically had characters being um, interpreted through a particular form, but Manipuri Nritya was one of it was a more prevalent form in in the Rabindra Nritya format. Uh, Bharatanatyam came in a little later with uh, certain characters. So what I had to be aware of one is the structure, the discipline of Bharatanatyam is that much stronger. The classical form is that much stronger in terms of its uh, uh, format, its its uh, its uh, requirements of. Uh, uh, the postures, the um, mm -hmm. 
the uh, you know the the adavus that we did so i i had to just keep myself very very stringent on that in terms of my posture in terms of my um, body usage in rabindranathya it's a lot we use a, the body much more whereas you know in bharatanatyam the torso is much much more controlled okay mm-hmm. so those are the things i had to work on that do not use your body in that sense mm-hmm. you know use it to the extent that it's required as mm-hmm. is the adavus that so i had to practice my adavus a lot more and i would do that and guruji was very mm-hmm. kind to point it out to me he would say see now this one this movement just be aware of it and he was okay. very kind on that front i think and uh, allowed me hmm. so anushri very early in life you started giving performances very early mm. in life you became a choreographer very early in life you were dabbling with more kind of dances um what did you enjoy the most when you were choreographing when you were dancing when you were giving performances or when you were just having relaxation with uh, your mother's uh, dance group that is ravindra sangeet no for me i think um, what i if i if you were to tell me what i enjoyed the most dancing i enjoy the most for sure mm-hmm. but having said that um i there was a very distinct in my head there was a very distinct thing when i was performing bharatanatyam i was my guru's shishya okay mm-hmm. and i would that is what i wanted to project the tanjavur style and the style that he has taught me guru uh, mahalingam pillai what his way of doing it is what i would project so i would stay within those boundaries completely so i was performing it and that was my i was happy doing it that way okay but mm-hmm. completely under his guidance i wouldn't move out of it so when mm. so the other side of it was the choreography part of it okay mm. where i could let myself go my expression actually came out there my self expression came out there here i was propounding the art form of our country and the uh, heritage of my country so i wanted to keep it completely in its absolute pure form of projecting it and that enjoyment was very different it was more about the and the satisfaction came from being able to do it for want of a better word right mm. and to and and the way my guru has taught it to me i wanted to project that so you know whereas the choreography was where my happiness of a different sort so it was that sort of thing it was either dancing on stage with my bharatanatyam training and my performances there or the choreography i still remember one of my most most uh, fulfilling performances uh, was when i performed for this uh, uh, show called pro- program called i love Mo- uh, bombay which was done by the then mayor uh, Na- sheriff nana uh, nana chudasuma and we did this at the university lawns you know and uh, many years back and dancing in the open under nature in a city like bombay you know was i think for me and it was a pure form absolute bharatanatyam performance that i did because it was a classical festival that was happening i think that was my for me one of my absolute highlight uh, 
experiences in that sense because of that oneness with the audience sitting there on the ground on the lawns just watching and uh, having we being able to perform of course my arangetram was also a very 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 exciting experience for me because i had all the gurus of raja rajeshwari bharatanatyakala mandir as in i had shri govind raj pillai guru govind raj pillai i had my guru ji malingam pillai i had guru kalyana sundaram the entire orchestra of raja rajeshwari was there was guru vasant kumar guru uh, vishwanath everybody was there for my arangetram performing i mean singing they were there on stage with me all of them so that was i think for me a great thing and that sort of joy was also hugely and i had uh, shrimati damanti joshi as our uh, chief guest so all in all it was like a complete completely divine experience for me so yeah. uday shankar troupe also you have been involved with what has been the influence so i have not been involved with the uday shankar troupe but um, shri nrityachari uh, guru um, pinaki anjariya uh he was one of the foremost disciples of uday shankar ji in almora at almora okay pinaki pinaki uh, kaku as i would call him he then moved to mumbai and he used to be the choreographer for all the uh, music the dance performances and dance dramas that were held by my mother's music school shahana so mm-hmm. i used to perform under his guidance and in fact a lot of my choreography style sense whatever i imbibed from him because i honestly speaking i've never really found any sort of very um uh structured good choreography courses run in india at least not in uh, in those times and whatever uh so i kind of imbibed it from him you know his style of choreography which he was bringing from uday shankar's uh, uh, uh palmora though um, he never followed the shankar style what is called the shankar style which you know momata shankar and all of them follow so it was more choreography that i learned from dancing under his his uh, training and choreography so that's been my experience with the uday shankar style in that sense so um uh pinaki kaku i mean i i i learned the usage of space from him on stage and those kind of choreography inputs which were very very strong you know that was what it was what was the experience of performing these ballets at shantiniketan which is uh, ravindranath tagore's place and because you're so close to rabindra sangeet yes uh, how different is the divinity feeling compared to what you feel with classical dance on another platform which is a closed auditorium air conditioned uh, actually speaking but bhavna ji i um, i haven't had the good fortune of going and performing in shantiniketan not as yet no okay all our performances have been here because we were a mumbai bombay based mumbai based institution our programs used to happen once a year so it was at a nehru center or at ravindranathya mandir and more now in the other auditorium so it's always been an auditorium space having said that um in terms of the actual performance uh, thing the dance dramas of course allowed me a different sort of expression of self and it 
allowed me to understand the philosophy of Tagore. I think what I got more was his philosophy rather than the dance itself. It was more about the philosophy and his poetry and the philosophy of life that he conveyed through his poetry is what I got from that. You know, and that's what I continue to get. Okay. Nice. Yeah. So whereas in Bharatanatyam, when I was performing Bharatanatyam, it was more the dance that I was performing. Also, I think that was a little bit of, I won't call it my regret, but it's definitely always stayed with me that I didn't so much understand the language, so to speak, Tamil. And I would always ask Guruji, I would always say, I'll learn the language. And he would say, no, he would say, let it be. You don't need to yeah. learn the language. You, you nice. and I, and he, he would always say, you and I speak through the language of dance. I don't know Bengali. You don't know Tamil. Little bit of Hindi we both conversed in, but we've discussed all sorts of topics just through dance, I think. Wow. And he, he would say that to me, you know, politics also. Yeah. He would, and I, if I may, I want to narrate one little thing about Guruji over here. I mean, the, the, about where dance comes into play that uh, when he received his Sangeet Natak Academy Award, he um, had gone to Delhi, he came back and I was having a session, class with him. So he said, in his very sweet style, he said, baby, malum hai ke I, uh, uh, I went there for this award. Uh, there was one lady who sang a song. She was uh, also receiving the award. She sang a song in Bengali. So he says, I don't remember the song, but this is, I don't remember, I don't know the exact song, but this is what the song meant. And he narrated the meaning of the song. And then immediately I know, knew which song, I said, is it this song called Tobu Monereko, Remember Me Yet? He said, ha. Huh. He said, I was just, he said he was just crying with just hearing the song. It brought, it gave him the absolute essence of the song so he said similarly you and i you and he used to always call me mere ke ek mani. Aap mere wow. ke mani ho. you know so sweet and he said you and i talk through the language of dance so let it let it be tamil because there are so many songs in kannada i mean in uh, telugu in uh, how many will you learn how many languages will you learn it's okay mm -hmm. You know, and this is what he used to say. So, but I still feel because I didn't understand the Tamil language to that extent, I would just take the song, right? What Guruji used to explain to me and that was it. I think the difference that happened for me is that, that here I was dancing and that's why I always said that I danced it as per my training as the Guru Shishya. I mm. was his Shishya completely. You are a part of a Guru Shishya parampara. Mm. Um, where you worshipped your guru as a deity. Mm. Then you started your own dance academy called Dhrutam. Mm. And you had many students over the decades. Mm. And some of them are very talented, very close to you. Mm. Some of them must have got married and flown away. Mm -hmm. uh, do you think that bhav of the guru shishya is the same that you felt for your guru, that they feel the same for you? Or has it diluted over the centuries i won't know it's not it's, i was fortunate bhavnaji to actually have guruji almost as a friend also he was mm. he he and he would tell me he would say he would tell my parents that yola her first parents 
I am her second. We are the second. So when she comes yeah. here, she's my child and thing. So yes. Um, so there was that bond also. There was, which is why we discussed politics. We talked about many other things, lot of things of life, you know. So mm. there was a bond beyond just a guru shishya in terms of teaching. Mm. I see with my students also that I I have been fortunate that my students also have that bond and that guru shishya thing is there. That respect. That um, yes, but maybe. the only difference maybe uh, i face now probably not face it's like probably they are a little more open than maybe i was with guruji uh, you know <laughs> i couldn't okay. cross certain boundaries not yeah. couldn't i wouldn't i wouldn't yeah. not that i couldn't i wouldn't he was a very yeah. open person but i wouldn't cross that maybe in today's today's day and age that boundary is a little more uh, blur hazy i'd say yeah. a little more yeah. blur yeah but yeah. i think that's great i think that's great yeah. you know yeah. it doesn't necessarily have to be that with times you okay. have to because only then i can they will be able to relate to me relate mm. to me mm. and our culture through me you know yeah. i don't want to keep yeah. that boundary so stringent in that sense you know yes yeah so uh, you have done more than 45 productions hmm okay and the last one that you did in collaboration with another dancer choreographer called mm. petals i was a part mm. of it in the sense i was in the audience and i watched it and i was mesmerized by it what do you go through before every new production do you feel confident that it will happen or do you feel it's always a kind of a discovery about how it unfolds and finally have you all managed to pull it out together what is experience I, when it starts when it ends i'm always very very excited about any new concept anything new or anything that i can do through dance because for mm-hmm. me that's my expression that is my genre to express my innermost feelings in terms of the uh, of even what's happening around us mm-hmm. it is my tool <laughs> for want of a better mm. word it's my tool mm. okay mm. so for me mm. it's always very exciting to mm. and i'm never i'm never afraid yes the process of um um how we're going to go about it what is going to be the format of it the flow of it is is for me it that's that's my food that's my food that's my that's the hunger i have of mm. recreating anything through movement you know mm. and how do i string it together so that the person perceiving it is mm. able to relate to it you know in in their own way but yes relate to it for sure they have to relate it's not me dancing for them it's they going through their own metamorphosis at that point in time is how i look at it or being raised to a particular level like we say in classical dance like we have to raise your uh bar b- yes no and raise the audience with you yes so you know? uh, finally what is a day in your life a regular day in my life yeah <laughs> so uh, uh on one hand i have my elderly parents living with me so mm. taking care of them i have mm. 
uh, I'm also involved with now since last year, I've been involved with a uh, organization called ADAPT, which is earlier formally called Spastic Society. I'm there mm-hmm. as the creative and facilitation head of emotional development in the differently abled because I'm I'm a psych- student of psychology. So that's yeah. an area also which I've dabbled with earlier quite a bit mm-hmm. uh, through yeah. uh, doing dance therapy with uh, the differently abled. Uh, okay. So now, but I've taken it on with ADAPT in a more structured manner, part-time, but yeah. I'm still doing that because my yeah. whole purpose is to uh, spread the awareness of the need for inclusion and how can I nice. use arts and performing arts to um, uh, create this space of inclusion and sensitize people through the arts and get everybody to be working together. You know, nice. so that is so that's also there. And I have my mm-hmm. dance, I have my drutam, where I'm mm-hmm. constantly creating things and uh, mm-hmm. uh, practices. But yeah, and in fact, till about three years back, I had my own business of event management and activations. So um, uh, I used to always say I'm an event manager by day and a dancer by night. <laughs> so. That was what typically. What happened to the What happened so, to the event management? So I ran. We ran it for fifteen years. Uh, I think then there was a time when um, the recession had hit in, you know, two thousand eighteen. We were struggling to, uh, you know, get it going, keep it going. So we kind of. Mm-hmm. And I had also for a long time been saying that you know what, I want to now just donate, do, devote a lot more time to dance you know mm. i was doing it i was doing it parallelly all along you know till 2018 but i felt that now i want to get narrow it down even further and uh, you know so so i was happy to let that go you know okay but yeah so uh, anushree i think that you have uh, explained your journey and the process of dancing the thought process and your feelings extremely well and it was absolutely wonderful chatting with you and looking forward to seeing more new productions from you and all the best thank you so much Bhagnati thank you thank you for tuning in if you have liked this episode do comment do rate on Apple Podcasts subscribe on your favorite podcast app like Apple Podcasts Google Podcasts Hubhopper Castbox Spotify GeoSavan so that you get notified when we come next. Stay tuned for the next episode with yet another guest. And until then, take great care of yourself.